Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. American cities are burning again. Or at least Portland, Oregon. Then again, is it really American? I mean, it seems like it's someplace out of some uh, communist dystopian future. I don't know. Not a big fan of Portland, I gotta say. It was a beautiful place. It was Portland, D.C. and New York, and those are all... uh left this city so yeah very very had fun with that so what happened over there in portland melanie so there were and it's it is hard for me to tell in some of these videos who the antifa are and who the feds are which is kind of telling to me but and the way the cops reported this was that Antifa was throwing explosives onto a federal courthouse. And they are throwing something onto a federal courthouse. It looks more like fireworks to me. They do explode. Yeah, but that's... It's like saying I have a nuclear device and you're talking about your microwave. Like, it's yeah. just really misleading. I did have a friend who one time was arrested for uh, throwing a deadly missile at a uh, police officer. And what he had done was tossed a water balloon out of the back of a truck. That's not deadly. They are just completely random. I think they're mostly mental, but they did some really good things. And then they did some really horrible things. And they just kind of commit acts indiscriminately, it it seems, to an outside observer. So was this after the the whole uh, unmarked cars and uh, abducting people off the streets of Portland and that whole thing? This was yesterday. Yeah. So it was a few days ago that they, uh, we don't know, some policing agency we're presuming, because all the information we have is is they're wearing soldier outfits, Hmm. and supposedly across the front is one of those Velcro strips that says police. Now, Very any, official. Yeah, anybody can get that. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'll, I'll just go so ahead and a say... A lot of people could make that. Yeah. I'll just go ahead and say it's probably not a militia, probably is a form of law enforcement, but just grabbing somebody off the streets without charges, that's bizarre. I, that's terrifying. I heard a speculation... That and I am not qualified to confirm this, but I have heard a speculation that they're they might not be abducting people. They might be collecting their CIs and plants to debrief them and then throw them back on the street later. I lived in uh, in Europe, in Dresden, Germany, and um, what I oftentimes went to Berlin. And they know and, something uh, about fires. They know quite a few things about uh, buildings burning. That's for sure. Yes, and um, well, also I was going to talk about street violence, and um, I, I one time, well, I, talk, I saw two examples of street violence. One, Hoyer's Red, Germany, shortly after my after I um, um, I quit work there because they wanted to start law school, and I was there in the late summer in Hoyer's Red, and there was a group, a new group, it was called Antifa Aktion, and it was in the, in the late summer of 1992, and there was a guy who just, um, out of this crowd of Antifa people, he had a little baton, and he broke the window quickly of the back of a police car, the, what they call the Heckscheibe in German, which means the back window of a police car. And he just tipped back into the crowd, and they were kind of whirling around with their little costumes on, and, and you couldn't pick out which one he was anymore, because they were all about the same size, shape, and, 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 and had basically the same uniform on. They're all wiry kind of guys, about maybe 5'9", five, 5'10", five, five, in height, all about the same. And yeah, that's, and, that's and the, black bo- the uh, black block 
strategy, right? So you get a bunch of people who are, you know, vaguely the same structure, stature, and you dr- you dress with your face covered, which is a lot easier to do with, you know, mask rules now. We control the government. The government works for us. We determine <laughs> what the government does. Hey, could you do yeah. me a favor? Well, I, I fired them last time you called in when I was here, and they haven't gone well, home, so I don't think they work for me. Well, they do work for you, and you can fire them. Believe me. Well, I, might, well, one of my I, I, I already now. did. Last time you called in, I said that all government employees were fired if they, if they work for me, and not a single government employee has quit doing their job. So well, one of my, I think that the budget really proves friend, they did not work for me. Well, one of my best friends, and also he was a professor for Strafrecht, and he had the chair for Strafrecht in Germany at, at the at the Technische Universität Dresden. And and he was an amazing guy, and he was respected all over the place. And he, he wouldn't. And he, there were a lot of brilliant guys in Germany who operate behind the scenes, mostly as law professors and things like that. And they don't let things get out of control. As a matter of fact, they're amazing guys. They knew they knew exactly what to audit and what not to audit. They know exactly where the societal failures can creep in and where they can't. And they're really really, really Johnny on the spot. You need brilliant people like that who are totally objective and who have a very good sense of no justice. Totally objective. I know that, but, but some people are a little closer than others. And everybody's striving for, 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 for that kind of precision. And in Germany, they do try to pick the right people for the right spots, and they're, and they're pretty good at it. Fox 12 reports police declare riot in North Portland after demonstrators start fire inside Portland Police Union building. So, not a police department, but a police union building. You know what that is? I imagine it's a building where they organize the police union. Oh, I see. Yeah, it has something to do. I was thinking union in a sort of putting things together. Like a union church is two denominations that couldn't make it on their own and came together. I, yeah, I didn't quite get that. Okay. Like, like teachers union. Yeah. Only with guns. Yeah, they reported here as though I know exactly what they meant and... I guess everybody else did. It just wasn't me. Portland police say a group of demonstrators marched to the Portland Police Association building. Yeah, that makes it as clear as uh, day, but I, I didn't catch it on my read through. Building Saturday night broke in the front doors and started a fire inside. Crowds of people gathered throughout the Portland for, throughout Portland for various demonstrations. Saturday evening, one group began a at Peninsula Park and walked to the Portland Police Bureau's North Precinct. It's at about 8.35. Police say hundreds gathered in the south side of the precinct in a parking lot. Some tampered with uh, gates, broke patrol vehicle windows, and vandalized patrol vehicles, which just means cops get new cars, just so you know. Uh, they, according- they, they did. Uh, I've seen a lot of footage of them destroying some of their own equipment and vehicles during these riots. It was a wild night last night in Portland. Apparently. They're quite busy setting things on fire and stuff like that. Molotov cocktails and the like. Well, you can't let Minneapolis have all the fun. (laughs) Well, Portland is never one to let another uh, leftist metro take the reins of, uh, of of who's the craziest? Well, can you imagine being outdone by Minneapolis? I mean, you you, you lose you lose face that way. Indeed, um, it, I, I you know I don't know. I'm trying to squeeze in a Prince joke, but I just can't find a lyric that works. <laughs> oh, <laughs> by the way, uh, CS gas is the uh, defining component of tear gas. Ah, does it make purple rain? I, I you know I mean. The to, to some extent, I just kind of feel like Portland gets what Portland deserves. I, 
you know, I'm not terribly worried about what goes on in Portland because it it tends to stay in Portland, unlike Las Vegas. Um, you know, it, it's not going to go any further than that. I mean, if you're going to be communists, then this is what you should expect to happen. They did seem to be oddly well trained to me. Like they knew what they were doing. They had a plan and they executed it. It wasn't just like randomly attacking things like they have presented themselves as in the past. So I hear that the riots are the fault of the Portland uh, city officials. Yep. Uh, This is a New York Post article. Portland Police Union blames riots on city officials condemn the violence. Uh, In a post titled, This Cannot Continue, Portland Police Association President Daryl Turner called on elected officials to, quote, stand up and defend Portland, unquote. So apparently uh, apparently the city officials have not been condemning the violence. I, which strikes me as tough if you to believe. Don't, so in, in Portland, they do that for a good reason. Hmm. Um, Seattle and Portland, uh, the city officials don't condemn the violence for a good reason. It's because those less leftist cesspools, uh, cesspools are so uh, messed up that the very notion of law and order makes them upset. It's, you know, every every pejorative they can come up with. To describe, remember, if you're sufficiently leftist, everybody who disagrees with you is literally Hitler, and that's what's going on there. So, of course, well, you would think that they'd uh, at least be able to announce the opinion that uh, while what they're fighting for is a good thing, uh, the tactics that they're using aren't. Jared Jeremy Pace on the uh, on the night he set the fires had said. On Facebook, he wanted to burn a 12 station to the ground. The number 12 is a street is street slang for police. This is news to me, but I am all nearly 50 years old, so well, don't get your street slang from me. You have to have highly geographic and time-specific slang for things like that, because once the cops find out what it means, it's useless. Yeah. It used to be 5 uh, for Hawaii 5 which was named after the 50th state in the Union because it was on Hawaii. I never mind. I don't know. But now Mr. Pace argues in federal court he was speaking metaphorically that he actually tossed the firebomb on the street near the 4th District Police Station rather than at it. Okay, just because you missed. <laughs> I mean, and that his action was not meant to burn the station, but rather just to... Just to let you know I could. He did not say that. His... <laughs> public defender said that but rather to express solidarity with george floyd and the protesters in minneapolis i like to throw molotov cocktails in the middle of the street so that i can express my solidarity with dead people with people who throw molotov cocktails ranging from inappropriate to deplorable fire has historically been used as an expression of speech Eugene Ohm, Mr. Pace's lawyer at the public defender's office, picked it, <laughs> Mel, wrote in the brief asking for his release. The whole thing about, you know, people rioting and whatnot, you know, I'm, I'm less concerned about that they're rioting about than, than, why, that, than why they're rioting. I, I you know, I, it's, it's noteworthy to me that there's such a, a large number of people that feel like they have nothing to lose, that this is the, you know, the best option for them. So, um, you know, I, I think I think I would like to see people have as much outrage about all the unprosecuted murders of blacks and they, as they do about the riots. You know, we have hundreds, possibly thousands of unprosecuted lynchings in this country, 
we've had we have lots of pictures floating around of people you Are know posing next to recent times or just yeah. sort of old old lynchings uh, well you know even even the old, even the so-called old ones yeah. some of those people are still alive yep you know, you know and you know there is no statute of limitations for murder nope there's and not and everybody in those pictures everybody in those pictures is at least an accessory to murder first degree murder so, so you know i i think i, I think that um yeah i mean if you're posing next to someone that was you know just just murdered I, I think that you have some connection to it. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So, I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. We've been, as a country, we've been evading our serious problems with racism. Yeah, there's for, been, some, like, there's been some ducking and dodging. For, 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 for friggin' centuries. Yeah. And, you know, the longer you put this stuff off, the worse it gets. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I don't want to see people writing and if someone was writing you know next to my business i mean i would do what i can to defend myself you know but at the same time it's hard for me to really get upset with the rioters because of the, the stuff that's been going on i mean you know and then there's the other issues with the economy but you know a lot of this stuff started because you know this you know one murder but, you know but of, that's, you know that's a difficult case to make when you're a 20 year old white guy riding over 50 year old injustices yeah. done to black people well okay so um leaving antifa uh, yeah. aside i don't i'm not big fans of them either i will say this and i don't know if i said it tonight on the air but i've certainly said it on the air and i and i know i've said it today if it, if i didn't say it on the air is that i think ultimately we're probably going to that the results are going to be pretty good all in all that the uh, the rioters will cause some kind of change that change will probably be some kind of diminishment of the power of the police apparatus the idea that we have the same organization handling uh speeding tickets traffic accidents um you know liquor license enforcement and like and and, and murders and uh, riots and domestic disputes doesn't make much sense, right? Like, you don't want to send the same guy to handle each one of those things. You want some specially trained person to handle any given one of those. And not like any of those things is uh, is is surprising. Every one of those things is going to occur in any given city every single day. There's going to be an automobile accident. There's going to be a speeder. There's going to be uh, somebody uh, having a domestic dispute. There's going to be a murder. Well, not every city every day. But, um, you know, there's good. Depends on the city. <laughs> Murders are a potentiality in every city in America. And the idea that we just, you know, um, have one organization doing that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But, um,. For one, I hold a, uh, a unique position. Many people do not agree with this position, but that I think that statutes of limitations are there for a reason. And I think that they should be even tighter in some cases. So, for instance, um, the case of somebody who murdered somebody in the past, I think after 20 years, that person isn't the same person any longer. You're talking about lynching, among other things? Yeah, we are. Yeah. 
Well, you know, um, you notice how the mainstream media has framed lynching as an explicitly racist act. And that's BS. In fact, I would bet you that the vast majority of people who were lynched over the decades and or centuries were white. Because in most parts of the country, a lynching is really just an extrajudicial execution. Right, right. I would agree. And in many parts of the country, there were a few, if any, blacks. But lynching took place for sure all over the West, for instance. Cattle thieves. <laughs> yeah, well, among other things, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure that white people also got lynched in the South. And, in fact, you can bet that most of those people were lynched for good cause. They weren't lynched for looking cross-eyed at Whitey or whatever. Yeah, I don't know what the uh, what, what the case is, but I would agree that uh, very likely that we are seeing a um, uh, a magnification of lynchings that have gone on uh, against blacks as opposed to whites in America. I would not be able to say what it occurred and who was guilty. And that's one of the problems with a lynching is, is that you don't get – um, you, you don't get the, the the day in court as messed up as the day in court is these days. And that really opens the door for the possibility of revenge for any kind of uh, extrajudicial execution. Sure. I mean, that's the whole idea of a judicial system. It isn't to protect victims. Sorry, it isn't. Washington, D.C., Portland and a variety of cities around the United States aren't the only places where riots are going on. Uh, so I wanted to talk to you about the uh, the death of Elijah McLean uh, in Aurora, Colorado. Uh, Aurora- oh no, I was thinking oh, sorry, the, the uh, Ethiopian story. Oh, oh, the Ethiopian riots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which there's uh, just so many riots have you been, have to specify. They have been compared to uh, the George Floyd riots, but there's definitely some contention as to uh, whether there is a connection. Uh, it definitely seems to have something to do with a uh, an ethnic group in Ethiopia, but uh, uh, so. Uh, about three weeks ago, they went so far as to uh, shut the internet off in Ethiopia. This is how you know things are getting bad, is when uh, they decide to shut the internet off. Because the internet, Twitter, and you know social media is often used as a communication tool for uh, protesters to be able to communicate with one another, to meet, to... Uh, you know, the, what they call the Jasmine Revolution, or the Twitter Revolution... In Muslim-speaking countries a few years ago, uh, you know, that's what they did, too. They would shut off the Internet as best they could, and people would have more difficulty communicating and those kind of things. This is from Business Insider. Ethiopia's population of 102 million is undergoing a government-sanctioned Internet blackout after a popular musician was assassinated on Monday, uh, Monday the 29th of uh, June here. Hakalu Hundesa, a popular singer. I'm sure and, you did a better job of that than I would have. I, I do my best. <laughs> uh, a popular singer and activist was shot dead on Monday night, uh, the 29th, uh, in Addis Ababa. The death set off numerous protests demanding justice for his death. On Tuesday, June 30th at 9 a.m. local time, the Ethiopian government shut down the entire country's internet, as reported by nonprofit organization Access Now. Uh, Hundesa was an Oromo, an ethnic group that has historically been repressed. Yeah. His, uh, his music became the soundtrack to a political shift that led the nation's last prime minister being replaced. Yeah, so Ethiopia's had um, a lot of shakeups over the last few decades, uh, you know, 
up to secession movements that have been successful. And it doesn't seem like they can get that government thing under control there. It's just a, just keeps on being awful. Now, in my experience, the Ethiopian people I've met in my life, awesome. Melanie, you have some uh, commentary on masks. Now, Free Talk Live would probably be thrown into the camp of anti-mask, but I don't consider myself that. Well, I mean, we're all here on the radio, so it would be weird to be otherwise. Well, we certainly or at believe least neutral. in in choice uh, of the individual to wear a mask rather than it being imposed by the state. That would be my uh, contention that also that, that you should be able to have going in your business, what you want, not unencumbered by government rules or whatever. And that, you know, the government's only going to be only about half measures and uh, pseudo, uh, you know, pseudoscience and the things that they think look good. I, I don't think they're in it f- actually to solve this problem. Uh, pretty clearly. If they are, they're incompetent. So about a month ago in New Hampshire, they passed a law not requiring people to wear masks into stores, but requiring businesses to tell you that you have to wear a mask. Okay. And that got largely ignored because, well, regardless of why, what a lot of, I would see it at a lot of really small businesses signs that just said the Government requires me to tell you to wear a mask. If you have a medical exemption, I'm not allowed to ask why. Actually, one gas station I went to, the requirement about masks on the sign taped to the window was folded up so that you couldn't see it. (laughs) Everybody has the right to distill alcohol from a vegetable matter and sell it. I mean, that's a human right, whether you like it or not. But the government says, no, 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 no. We must regulate this or bad things will occur. And they then, you know, come up with all kinds of rules and all the things you have to do. Businesses would be able to tell the government to pound salt where the sun don't shine uh, if they didn't have these occupational licenses and all these uh, licenses to do business because the government can pull them and say, ah, you're out of business now. Well, that's so- not true because if you have a business and most businesses in New Hampshire are not licensed. If you have a business that's not licensed, they still can pass laws telling you how to act. Well, sure, but they make it more difficult. Then they have to come in and um, you know do a variety of other things. But the license is an easy lever over the individual who's running a business. And this really is the – it's effectively economic fascism where you have uh, nominal private ownership but things are actually operated by the government. Right. I, I'd say that yeah, there are features of fascism yeah, well, involved. And, and it's the government has decided that controlling businesses is a workaround to the Constitution. It's like, well, yes. you have First Amendment rights against the state. You don't have them against Twitter, but, you know, we can just regulate Twitter. Remember when the CIA like private. Remember the CIA contracted with the Canadian government to spy on the American people? So that they wouldn't be violating their rules. I'd just like to talk about kids getting back to school. I think it's extremely important that we do that for the education of our children, for our country's future. And I don't understand how all these companies, you know, went right to work to build respirators and everything when everyone needed them for COVID. Why can't we do the same thing and get some UV ventilators, ventilation systems in the classrooms, get our kids into school? Um, what about, I mean, you know, this, the online classes, I mean, it's it, everybody's got internet these days and they've got computers and, and these sorts of things. Can't uh, kids get uh, on, online schooling? 
Isn't that how education that is, is going to be done in the future? No. No? That, that does, I am a retired teacher, and that is not what young children, anyway. Yeah. Maybe college is okay, but our young kids need to be in the classroom. They need to be with a teacher and using manipulatives and learning. It gets really sad, and our, our country is going to suffer for it. Is that happening? I, I wouldn't know, be able. To, I would not be able to answer this question. I'm not. This is not a gotcha. I have no idea. What are other countries around the world doing right now with school? Um, I know Denmark and Sweden are actually in school. I don't remember if they even ever shut down their schools, but I know there are other countries that have children in the classroom. When you have a kid, like we're not plants, you don't just wake up one day and there's like another tiny human budding off your arm. You chose, in, in the overwhelming majority of, of cases, you chose to do something that you knew created humans, so then you should be prepared to take care of one, and that includes having somewhere to put them during the day, you know, teaching them basic things, and, like, it's it's not the government's job to provide you free daycare nine, nine or ten months out of the year, and... In every other case, when the government doesn't provide something, the free market steps in because it would have provided that anyway. So whether that's taking care of your own kids or hiring someone else to do it. I mean, I'm if it was up to me, I'd just close all the public schools because I, I think if, if kids were at home playing Minecraft all day, I think they're better off than they are in public school. And I think that that's neglectful. So. Well, I disagree with that. I don't think all the video and the internet is the answer either. A little bit of it, maybe. But I didn't say it was the answer. I said it was preferable to the current situation. I I don't want that either. I'm just saying it's so bad that it's worse than that. I know what it's like to have a kid. I know that uh, homeschooling doesn't work for every family, uh, every kid, all the time. Now, our kid was homeschooled and unschooled, or you call it what you want, uh, for the first, well, I use 11. And then he decided he wanted to go to school. He wanted to hang out with other kids, and that's a fair thing to want. Well, so, and, and as far as that one goes, that's one of the nicer things about being in New Hampshire is that you have so many people that are homeschooling, you can actually set up a, a network with the other people that are homeschooling so that they can get that social experience. Indeed. Because that's one of the things she was saying that they were missing with schools being closed. And uh, I would say that to some extent a Montessori school or uh, you know a democratic school or a variety of their schools fills that role to some extent too. For us, it was easier to do the Montessori school, so we did that. And it's been great. But just like all the other parents out there, now we got our kid back. And we paid tuition. We paid full tuition and got three quarters of, a, of, of an education. And... I'm not really interested in writing a check for a full tuition and then getting online schooling for my kid, which is going to be really rough, by the way, for private schools around the country. And it's going to give them the incentive to open their doors. And maybe opening doors isn't the right thing to do with this virus. I'm not an epidemiologist. I don't know. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast. Listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.